This podcast is brought to you by iCoreStudios.co.uk. iCore Studios is a media-focused social site providing exclusive games, webcomics and podcasts. Head on over to iCore-Studios.co.uk to find out more. Welcome back to Today I Despair. My name's Josh Reaver. It's episode 7, and today we're going to be talking about another of my drunk antics. I didn't drink much when I was super young. Didn't at all, actually, before I was 18. And even after I became 18, I only really drank maybe 5 or 6 times until 2015 rolled around and I moved into my own place. However, on the few occasions where I did drink, I would go quite hard, because more often than not, people were buying me drinks, so I wasn't really given the option to stop. Absolutely the kind of peer pressure I'll pretend to be against, and then go, oh, alright, you twisted my arm. Makes you seem less selfish when you've got no money. And no job. It was December 2012, and the group of friends I used to hang out with from school invited me for drinks in a pub. Round about five miles from my house. They all chose this specific pub, which wasn't overly cheap, because they didn't ask for ID, and several people were still 17. Bit of a pain to get to, and there were kind of subgroups within the main group of friends who would all travel down together, and I wasn't really part of any of those, so I had to make my way down on my own, by walking. Not too bad, but a bit annoying to spend an hour and a half walking to a night out. It wasn't an overly spacious place, so more often than not we were all cramped in a corner, and it was really, really annoying if anyone wanted to go to the toilet because about eight other people would have to get up and move. Kind of like if you're at the cinema, and someone's trying to get out, and everyone has to stand up and get in the way of the film. After a few hours of drinking double Disserado and Cokes, I'm feeling a bit wavy, and everyone has moved to the function area that was previously occupied by a large group of people that just left. Finally, we had a table, and that is when the shots started getting ordered. There must have been about 15 of us, and nobody told anyone they were ordering shots. It's always the way people order shots, keep it a secret. And because of that, a few minutes later, there's eight trays of shots arriving, with enough for everyone to have at least six each. These were mostly Sambuca, but there were a few sours in there. It was horrible. Everyone at this point is pretty fucking wasted, and the pub is relatively, relatively empty, actually. I think it was just us lot and about maybe five other people up the other end of the room. But it was only 11.30. There was a lot of shouting all of a sudden, and it made me kind of think... Oh great, some dickheads just walked in. But then I turn around to look, and it's one of the guys who disappeared for a while earlier once we'd actually done the shots. Now we all look like dickheads. He plonks himself down opposite me and he can't even look straight. Psst. Hey Josh, look what I have. He was notoriously bad with spicy food, and yet he had bought himself a fucking Vindaloo curry. He pulled out maybe four naan. That's right, four naan and this massive tub of curry, which stung your nostrils if you smelled it. He sat eating it for a while and got it everywhere. Like, I've never seen a fully grown human make as much mess as a baby in a high chair. He needed a bib. So I said, come on, mate, you've got some of it in the shot glasses. I shouldn't have said that. Before I know it, he's filling up shot glasses with the curry sauce, and at least five people start doing shots of Vindaloo. Everyone regretted it. The main guy was weeping, asking why his curry was so spicy, because it turns out he thought he ordered a korma. 
Whilst in the curry place, he made a joke about getting a vindaloo, but the staff didn't understand what the fuck he meant, and so gave him an actual vindaloo. Fifteen minutes later, we get kicked out because it's allegedly closing time, but as the other people weren't asked to leave, I somehow feel inclined to think it was a polite way of telling us to fuck off. Fair play, yo, keep it civil. I hadn't been outside all night, and the guy who got the curry never mentioned that it was a goddamn blizzard out there. With the snow already being about half a foot deep, everyone dispersed into the night, except for me and four others. We had no idea where the guy covered in curry went, but hoped he'd gone with one of the other groups. The five of us all sat at a bench at the foot of the hill by the pub, because it was the only shelter around. And then one of the guys pops over to the Chinese that was still open, and brought back five containers of egg fried rice, with no cutlery whatsoever. So we're now five grown-ass drunk men, sat in the snow, eating egg fried rice with our hands. It was grim. Being at the bottom of the hill meant the few cars that were still on the roads that were coming down it would struggle to control the car on the way down, and would smash into the curb next to us. Thinking back, we're pretty fucking lucky we didn't get hurt here. Then a car comes down way too fast, and smashes into the curb and knocks one of their axles out of place, and boom, they were broken down, and just left the car there next to us. A few minutes later, I'm about halfway through the rice, and feeling pretty worse for wear, and then in the distance, we see someone approaching us from the pub. Lads, look what I've got. It was the curry guy, and he had stolen the better part of a three-litre bottle of vodka from behind the bar, and then buried it in the snow next to us. Oi! Another person comes running off out of the pub over to us. Oi, you cunts! Which one of you took that vodka? You want me to call the police? The people I used to hang out with weren't the most level-headed and tactful people, and when they were drunk, that was dialed up to 11. No, 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 mate. Why are you being a dickhead? We didn't steal anything. Fuck off, yeah, prick. Fuck, did you just call me? Whoa, whoa, lads, let's chill out. You sit down and shut up. Sorry, what did you say was stolen exactly? Vodka. Okay, well, look, I understand. You know, feel free to search us. Though another group of people did just go up that way, but I didn't see if, if there were anyone that we knew because the snow's so thick. Wait right there. You don't have it on you, but I'm going to check the cameras. If you aren't guilty of nothing, you've got nothing to hide. The guy then wandered back to the pub, and everyone started to panic amongst themselves. Oh, Josh, you fucked us. He's going to call the police, and we're going to get arrested. Wait, no. I didn't fucking steal it, dickhead. Anyways, he's going to go see who stole it. But all we have to do is pick up the vodka and walk away right now. He won't be able to see us in the snow, will he? Oh, yeah. Idiocy aside... Will stood up and grabbed the now perfectly chilled vodka and ran up the hill, completely out of sight. I popped my leftover rice in a bin and then had a three-mile walk in the snow to drop the curry guy off at his house. And during the walk, we carried on drinking the vodka. And as disgusting as it was, we were using snow every so often to put in our mouths with each sip to ensure it was cold and easier to drink straight. We got to a motorway bridge and one of the guys started throwing his rice over the edge and it felt more and more like I was babysitting. Obviously I was drinking as well, so although I was telling people off, I also had some bad ideas, like going into the middle of the road and pretending like we were pulling a string tight across the width of the road as soon as a car came. We did it to four cars and each one stopped. Completely pointless. Except that my great idea was to do it at the top of a hill, so the cars then had to struggle at the top to not slide back down. I got the idea because of all the cars that were sliding down earlier. Very fucking dangerous but we were drunk kids, and it was funny at the time. It's not funny, but it was funny at the time. 
We didn't actually let the curry guy drink any extra vodka. By the time we got to his house, we were dragging him because he passed out. We dumped him in his porch and left to finish the last two miles to our houses, which were all super close to each other. I don't actually remember getting home or really remembering much after we dumped the guy at his porch. The next day, all I know is I'm in bed, fully clothed, except I wasn't wearing any socks. I felt pretty rough and the empty vodka bottle was in my room, so I have no idea how much of it I ended up having, but it was at least a quarter of the two litres that were in it. No wonder I blacked out. It wasn't quite midday when I woke up, but I still felt very, very drunk. But I had agreed to meet my girlfriend at 3pm at her house, which was about a mile further than the pub was I'd been at. So had I just walked to hers after the pub, I wouldn't now be stressing about getting showered and finding clothes and having to walk six miles in the deep snow. I checked my phone and didn't have any notifications, so I dropped her a text to say, I've just gotten up and should be there around 3 to 4 p.m. because of the snow, which was unfortunately met with, well, why don't you just leave earlier? Maybe you should have woken up earlier too. This coming from someone who refused to ever meet me halfway, I feel was a little unfair. If it weren't for the snow, it would have been fine to get there for 3 p.m. But trying to be accommodating, I rush around, finding clothes, trying to leave as soon as I can, but all of my socks are missing from my drawer. Literally, an entire drawer full of socks is empty, and in their stead is a sticky note that reads, Dear Josh, I hid all of your socks, you sockless prick. Love drunk, Josh. That brought a whole new meaning to self-sabotage. I spent the next hour looking for them and was getting more and more stressed out, so I texted my girlfriend to say, Hey, I'm struggling to find any socks. They've all gone missing. She didn't reply to that. I found several sticky notes dotted around in the hiding places in my room that I could think of. Most of them had smiley faces on them, but then there were a few that were just completely blank. So I don't know what the fuck I was playing at in the first place, but then I was also just putting notes down, forgetting to put anything on them. Eventually, I decided to check in the loft storage and found a pile up there, which I don't even know if that was all of them, because I never found another pile ever again. But at least it meant I could get to my girlfriend's house for 3.30 to 4pm. So I messaged to say I'm leaving and should be there between 3.30 and 4pm. Three miles into the walk, so an hour, she messages me to say don't bother coming if you're going to be late. Well, I'm already three miles in, I can't exactly turn around. If you aren't here by 3pm, I won't be letting you in. Wonderful. So now, to avoid further arguing, I try my best to run the remaining three miles in 45 minutes, which in the snow in a very hilly area is hard, and I fell over at least 12 times, bashed up my arm real good, cut my cheek, sliced up my knee, and scraped the shit out of my hands. Upon arriving at her house at 3.05pm, she left me outside and talked me through the porch door, telling me to go home because I've messed her around and kept her waiting, etc. For five minutes. I was late by five minutes and it was fucking snowing. Plus I had blood all over me. I was exhausted, freezing cold, soaked through and couldn't feel my feet. But after stating my case, I get met with abuse. So I was just like, oh, fuck this. Turned around and started walking home. A mile into the walk, she phoned me to say, well, aren't you coming back? So I then had to turn around again to go back to her house. I just wanted to lie down. When I got there, her dad answered the door and said, well, she's not happy with you. You do something to piss her off. I went up to her room and laid on her bed while she berated me for like 30 minutes. Good times. On the plus side though, did get my socks back. 
This has been Today I Despair, a podcast that with every episode makes me question my life choices. Episode 8 is about a delicious home-cooked lasagna made with love with just a pinch of stalking. As always, if you have any suggestions, please submit them at icor-studios.co.uk and be featured on the podcast.